Welcome to the Light of the Spirit podcast with Abbot George Burke. Abbot George, could you tell us what Mahashakti is? Mahashakti. That is the entire range of relative existence. Because the relative existence is composed of vibrating energy. By the way, we say Shakti. The truth is there is nothing but spirit. There is nothing but consciousness. But when consciousness does not move, we call it spirit. When consciousness moves, we call it energy or Shakti or power. But it's really two modes of well, Shakti is manifestation. The spirit is unmanifest. So there's different kinds of energies. There's many bands of energies. But when we talk about the whole thing all put together, the total range of vibratory creation from the very subtlest to the grossest, then we say Mahashakti. Okay. Now, Mahashakti is usually thought of personally, you see. So the goddess, usually it would be either Durga or Kali, is referred to as Mahashakti. Okay. So there is a connotation in the term, not just of great energy, that's what it means, Maha is great, Shakti, power, but a personal kind of aspect of it. Okay. What is called Divine Mother, which is extremely weak expression to my taste. When we say Kali, when we say Durga, these are different forms. There's tons and tons of forms of Shakti. Okay. Female goddesses. But that's it. It's the intelligent, conscious power. We live in that power and we are wrapped in that power and all that evolves is that power. Consciousness doesn't evolve because it doesn't change. It's always perfect. It's always flawless. That's the part of us that is God. But again, Shakti is manifestation of God, so it's all God. But see, we're, we're sort of speaking absurdly to try to understand yeah. what's going on and where we are. So this is an intelligent power. It's usually thought of as a merciful power, a caring power, a loving power. And again, therefore, it's called Mother Ma. Since what you think about, you sort of become, those who pay attention to the mother aspect of God themselves become merciful, kind, helpful, and uh, develop in themselves, especially the sadhana shakti, which is the most important, the, the power that both is generated by spiritual practice and that supports spiritual practice. Okay. And this, of course, this is very, very important. So Mahashakti is all this. You can speak of it in different ways and think of it in different ways. Of course, it's infinite. So anything a human being is going to come up with is going to necessarily be limited and not 
really give the whole picture. In India, there's many different ways of relating to God. So people, again, it's according to their temperament. They will feel more affinity with or just prefer one form more than the other. And this is kind of, it's almost a personality test. You can kind of see if a person worships a form of God on their own, that's what they want to worship. Because there are sectarians in India, just like everywhere else in the world. And there are those, you must worship this form alone. All the other forms are lesser. This form is highest. So people spend their life worshiping them. But they don't do it out of a desire to worship. Okay. They think, I'll get what I want. And yeah. It'll be so good for me. So we're now talking about this. A person who just naturally gravitates toward a certain form, then this is very beneficial because it must mean that in them is the qualities that are in the outer form. Okay. So it will help them develop those okay. automatically. And what's important is that this can change. You can be very attached to and find a great meaning in a particular form of God. And this may happen for some years. And then you find that sort of something else is coming and taking its place. And a busybody whose business it is not, and who will be ignorant, will say, oh, you mustn't do that. You've got to stick to one thing. You've got to stick to one point, stick to one idea. Da -da 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 -da. Who are they to tell you? They're not the Lord God Almighty. Yeah. So no, if this week you like God as mother and next week you're going to like God as Shiva, the great renunciate, the great yogi, or Vishnu, who is all beauty and all glory, or one of the incarnations of Vishnu, that's your business. Okay. A very interesting study was done about 1959, 58, 59. Very interesting study that actually I learned about in psychology class in college. They put tiny containers of all kinds of food, all kinds of things, including things like castor oil and cod liver oil, it tastes awful, and some elements like that. And then they <laughs> spread these out. There was like, you know, a huge number of these little containers. And then they took some infants. I don't know how many of them, but, you know, say a dozen or more, at least. And they put them in the room, and they found that these infants would crawl and go right to the kind of food they needed, and they would eat it. Or they would swallow it. Like, you know, again, like cobbler balls taste terrible. Yeah. All these various kind of things, uh, even like wheat germ oil and so on. But they would just lap it right up. Huh. And so they found that they will go 
to the kind of food they needed. And therefore, it was very foolish for parents to try to force the child to eat something just because they thought or someone told them it would be good for the child. And interestingly enough, in my class where I learned about this, there was a man whose child was supposedly difficult in getting him to eat. And he and his wife, every mealtime, were just fussing and fussing at him. And of course, that's a great atmosphere when you want to eat. And so he decided, I'll, I'll follow that. So they kind of made a range of things, not like in the experiment. Then it came time to eat, and they put it there. And the little boy became disoriented because he used to be yelled at and fussed at. And he just kind of sat there for a long while to tear it off in the distance. And then he just went through, and he took it, and he ate certain things, and left others. And they started doing that way, and then they found what he really needed, he would eat. He had an instinct that could be trusted. Well, which is, is a very interesting, very interesting idea. And so that worked. Therefore, according to what you are spontaneously drawn to in the ideas of forms of God, that's what you should pay attention to. If you're not drawn to any form of God, you don't have to bother with that either. And there are people, they like to think of God as formless, and they think of that and uh, uh, as much as you can a formless thing put their mind on that and then if you're not interested in anything about God that's all right too that's where you are at the moment just be true to yourself and who knows what will happen to you innately I think I've already mentioned in a podcast that I thought the concept of God as mother was stupid. Yeah. And I was around people who talked about divine mother and so on. And I thought it was just dim. I never told them I thought it was dim. But I just you know, ignored it. And one morning I woke up and I knew that God was mother. <laughs> now what had happened to me in the night, I do not know. But, of course, many, many profound things come up from the deep inner mind in sleep. Sometimes there are dreams that, that reflect this. So I think I said, but I'll repeat again then. Uh, then what was strange is I didn't just realize God was mother. Now, I don't mean that I thought God was only mother. It was I knew that God could be or thought of as mother. Till then, having been raised, you know, fundamentalist Protestantism. I only thought God was a man and that was it. So what came along at the same time, it didn't happen later, I had at the same time an urge, I want to wear my mother. That sounds really wet. That sounds really silly. <laughs> but I thought, do I, do I, do? So I knew about the miraculous medal. So I walked all the way about two miles to a religious goods store and I bought a miraculous medal, a big one, of course, and uh, with the chain. 
And I wore it. And I wore it through the years. And uh, was very, very content with it. So you just follow. And again, things may develop. There was a time where I really liked uh, the devotion to the child Krishna. And uh, I had an infant Krishna image, and uh, I took it with me wherever I went, and, and it was very alive. I, I showed him to a great saint in New Delhi one time, and she really wanted to take him away from me, but <laughs> I wouldn't let him, I, I wouldn't be parted from him. But she was amazed. She held him in her hand, and she said he really radiates, he really gives out blessing power. Wow. So, again, you do follow your instincts on these things. And if there's no instinct, don't force yourself. So we're on Mahashakti. Well, all the forms are the forms of Mahashakti, even if they are male forms. 